TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The score! Man, Brock, as Brock goes, you know, he's the leader of this team. Uh, everything starts with him. Uh, he's one of the best players I've ever played with. Uh, and to, to be able to do it just in his second year, I think... You know, what he's done, not just if you look at the numbers, you know, and you, you didn't put his name at it, you would you would be in awe. Um. Christian McCaffrey, you're going to be hearing and seeing a great deal of him leading up to and throughout Super Bowl Sunday. Our next guest has a special Super Bowl edition of her show coming out tomorrow night. It will be 9 o'clock Chicago time on CBS Sports Network. Andrea Kramer, one of the co-hosts of We Need to Talk, joins us now on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino, CircaLasVegas.com. Andrea, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We are doing... Are you in Chicago or are you in Vegas? We're no, in Chicago. Yeah, we got stuck. Oh, yeah, okay. we're... It might be warmer there than it is here in Vegas, but that's okay. That's actually, okay. actually, yes, the last couple of days, that has been the case. <laughs> it was 60 degrees here yesterday, and it's a, right. a nice 50 and sunny here today. How, oh, many, wow. how many Super Bowls is this for you? Um, well, this is 31. I started when I was 10. You that's know how right. It is, guys. Yes. 31. Mm-hmm. If you count the one at which I gave birth, yes, 31. Um. And uh, but it's always it truthfully it's always really special for me to talk to you guys in Chicago since that's really where my TV career started. So uh, at, you know, opening ESPN's bureau back in 1989. So I love talking to you guys and um, and happy to be on with you. But yes, it is it is number 31, and and I must admit I never thought I'd see one in Las Vegas. And uh, and it proves to you that you should always stay open minded about these sorts of things. Right. <laughs> well, with, with seeing 31 Super Bowls, I'd love to know your perspective on what are the things that you feel like the NFL has gotten better at in that time frame? And where do you think it, as as an event they can get better? Oh, my gosh, that's a great question that I'm probably not prepared to to fully to fully answer as I try to you know whip through my, my memory banks. But gosh, just the magnitude it, which seems so obvious is just is it's really just incredible in every way the um, the explosion of of media attention and every single thing becomes an event in itself. Uh, you know, media day used to be just that media day, and and you'd go in and yeah, there were always a, a share of of sort of some you know, strange creatures that showed up and asked funky questions and all, but now it's a made for TV experience. 
And and I guess the irony is, if you're a real reporter who's here covering the game, uh, there. Pardon me. There's so much other stuff that surrounds the limited media availabilities that you have to work even harder to to get your information, to do your reporting, because you're you have to cut through all the entertainment stuff. So I think that. It, I don't even know how they could make it any bigger, but if any but any entity is going to find a way, it will be the NFL. Uh, but certainly, it's it's gotten to the point where uh, there's so many different associated events, so much that they do in in the community. I really I really don't know how how they could make it any bigger and better. Is just going to be a, a, ma- a matter of you know for the media certainly is just greater, greater access. You know, like on Fridays, it used to have the two coaches come together and, and have that availability, and they'd stand with the the uh, Super Bowl trophy and, you know, always analyze the body language. Is somebody going to touch it? Is somebody going to get near it? Is somebody going to look at, you know, sort of joking around in that respect? But, you know, just limited amount of time that you that you have to uh, to to actually be around and talk with the players and coaches. It's almost become a, more of a, a, a mirror to larger things that we use it as a, a a prism through which we view so much more than just football, and that's never been more true than this year. Because why of, would you possibly say that? I can't imagine. <laughs> well, it's it's been it's been fascinating, and frankly, a little a little gross. Because wait, can you wait. Can, can I ask you a question? Can yeah. I ask you a question? <laughs> can you imagine if social media existed in the days of Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe? And for any of your listeners who don't know who they are, just Google them. Okay. But really, yes, you're 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 exactly right. I think I think it's a very very uh, thoughtful thoughtful observation. It does com- completely because it it looks at the confluence of of entertainment and sports and pop culture and and you know the NFL's loving it. And rather than say, hey, I'm going to seek out an assistant coach and get a few minutes and talk about how they're going to cover kickoffs, that's so much of it now that we're getting people from every aspect of media talking about the larger American condition. And the mm. t- to me this year, the, what we've seen is the exposure of a, a very nasty, toxic narcissistic masculinity that that has been that has been openly on display rather than being a subtext or an undercurrent to football that people have been wearing it proudly and frankly for lack of a better term just showing their ass and right well yeah keep going i'm sorry please no, it's just it's just this is the first it's, it's really laid bare in a way that has that i don't think we've seen before right well look the the whole notion, and this is sort of tangential to to what you're talking about, but uh, at the core, it's, I think it's the same same theme really, which is starting back in with Colin Kaepernick and this whole idea of stick to sports, just dribble, just throw the whatever it is. Those days are gone, okay. And so anytime you start to inject the toxic, to use your excellent word. The, the politics, the, the, um, the, just the divisiveness that exists in the country today and certainly in the media, now you've put that into the sports uh, pantheon. But come on, some of these conspiracy theories 
are just uh, you. You that who who did I say this to last night at NFL Honors? I said, uh, obviously the NFL starts the season with this whole commercial thing with Keegan Michael Key sitting around the table. They're scripting everything. They could not have ever scripted this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing, even though some people think they did, right? Or but I think that there's just there's so much that's out there that makes people skeptical and. You know, and then there's a whole bunch of people that are sort of like, hey, you know, fairy tales. This is this is great. This is really fun. Bottom line for me, guys. All right. For all the years that I've covered sports, I've always believed that a a player or somebody's personal life is just that unless it affects their professional life, their professional career in some capacity. Okay, And uh, that line has certainly been crossed here because, again, if Taylor Swift is going to come to the games and be that open and vociferous and enthusiastic a fan, then she's going to get covered. It's just that simple. And I think that she's handled it about as well as can, can be the case. Uh, of course, you know, she may want a little bit more privacy, but that's just not the way the world works. And she, she knows, she knows that her people know that. So, you know, this is just, this is just the way it is. But if you're, if you're putting yourself out there and, and they are, then they should expect to be covered. But again, let's never lose sight of the fact that Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest tight ends of all time and certainly of his gen- best of his generation. And, um, and if he is going to uh, put those skills out there, then whoever he is dating is, is going to be front and center as well. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Andrea, we need to talk Phil's a space that wasn't really available. And I think that you all do a really incredible job of giving different perspective. Considering that you've covered the NFL for a really long time, have you found Roger Goodell's answers to questions about NFL media and a lack of diversity even inside of of NFL media, have you found it satisfactory? Well, I don't think he even addressed it this year, did he? It was so limited. 
Um, well, he, and thank he you for did, your kind words about our show. <laughs> see, Andrea, he did. But see, specifically, what I noted was when yeah. a, when asked about black representation, he pivoted. His answer, right. his answer right. was about well, fifty one percent women, minorities are women. I'm like, whoa, 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 we didn't. You weren't asked about women, and it's almost like right. he decided to cloak himself in his altruism toward women as a way of right. deflecting, which I, I I didn't like it. Well, look. I think that um, you're always going to have a segment of the population that does not believe that women should be covering sports, women should be uh, on the sidelines or in a, in a broadcast booth, as Hannah Storm and I did for five years with Amazon Thursday Night Football. And that's fine. And that's why people have options and the ability to watch and listen to whoever and whatever they want. Uh, but there, there's still people that are out there and either your work is going to convince them that it's, it has merit or not with, with respect to, we need to talk. It's just so interesting to me because all these years, whether it's Amy Trask, whether it's Pam Oliver, whether it's, you know, any of my, my closest friends in the business, we've always talked about this stuff. We're always talking ball. We're always talking what, whatever it is. And I guarantee you that our conversations are just as thoughtful and knowledgeable and informed as any two men out there. So now all of a sudden we have a show where we just sort of get to turn the cameras on and do that. And it's really been fun to, to, to have that just to talk, talk sports with your friends who, by the way, happen to be women. Uh, But listen, I think that I, I, I can't say that the commissioner reflects a portion of the population that's out there, but Nobody wants to just be doing their job to check some boxes, whether you're women, whether you're whether you are uh, you're black men or women. What you don't want to do that at some point, we have to stop kind of talking about what people look like and just listen to what they have to say. And, you know, I but again, to get back to your our previous part of the conversation, that's something that has to exist in all media. And it's not going to happen anytime soon and probably not in our lifetimes, which is unfortunate. But. Yes, I would love to see more genuine support for women in media generally, women covering football. Uh, it's just it's it's there's nothing we can do to change it other than continuing to be the best at what we do, the best at our jobs. It's been I always a- let, the, the proverbial lead actions speak for themselves. It, it's been a really rough year for those of us who care about sports media. And and huh, you're, you think, yeah, you think 17 yeah. years. I was in real sports for 17 years. That's yeah. what I wanted to talk to you about. Like yeah. be, between yeah. what happened with real sports, what's happening with Sports Illustrated, you know, right. questions about like uh, sideline reporting accuracy. There's oh, been a, there's been there's been a lot of punches to the gut. Can we just talk about sports now? I'm only nah. kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, right. I, I mean, as someone that was in the middle of of what was a seminal sports program, like like real sports. Right. How how do you feel seeing that level of journalism inside of sports no longer really being uh, achieved by networks or being valued by networks? Right. I, I mean, I'm I'm going to use this word, but I want to use it very selectively because again, we're, we are talking about you know media here. It's tragic. It's tragic for 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 journalism, and I don't even just mean sports journalism. I mean journalism. Uh, I, I've been very outspoken about it um, in terms of I feel that real sports 
filled a void that I just don't see anybody else stepping up to do for a variety of reasons. There's partnerships with leagues. There's, there's just, there's different economic concerns. Um, and it was just, it was just storytelling at a completely different level. It was investigations. It was the time put in. It was from a, from a journalistic standpoint, you're talking about the highest bar that could possibly be set from, by our producers and, and, and the, the people that ran the show. Uh, it's, it's really hard. I, I want to, as a, as a positive person, I want to sort of sit there and say, I'm so grateful that I was there for 17 years on the longest running show on HBO. Um, and I certainly feel that way. But when I think about what's missing now, it's really hard just to reflect on that. With respect to Sports Illustrated, I have every Sports Illustrated since the 70s. I was the kid who ran home. Oh, my God, who's going to be on the cover? I read every single thing word for word. I couldn't wait to see Rick Riley at the at the back of the at the you know the back of the column page, uh, and that. But that's been that's been like a slow death, right? Because that Sports Illustrated that we loved, the Gary Smiths and 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 the Frank DeFords and and that caliber writing, that started to wane years ago, and it's just. So it's been sort of like a slow death watching them uh, as they're all into just clicks and things of that nature. So that journalism is gone. And yeah, it's really hard, guys. It really, really is hard because where are the great stories that are that are going to be told? And more importantly, where are the great stories that need to be told that that where you can really open people's eyes to issues that exist? And people in their, don't uh, want told. Now, that's to, to me. The, the critical aspect is that we know what people want and we know what the leagues want. But, right. but increasingly, I'm, I'm fearful that there aren't going to be people who are doing the work to tell the stories that the people in power don't want you to know. Right, right, right. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting just for me um, of late, which is kind of, kind of uh, just, I don't know if I call it coincidental or, or reflective of, or anything like that, but uh, last year, early on did a big story on grass versus turf and that's back in the news. Obviously mm-hmm. um, I did a, my, my final story for our last original show was a 12 years in the making profile of Jim Irsay, where he spoke very honestly and openly about his issues. And then, you know, tragically he o- overdoses in December and it's just, it's sort of like, this is, part of the DNA of real sports is that we've always introduced you to people, covered people or opened people's eyes to certain issues that continue to remain front and center in, in, uh, in the news. This happens all the time. So many stories that, that the amazing people at real sports have done over the years. And then they continue to, to really shine the light as, as you say. Uh, so yeah, it's hard. It, it's hard, but again, I I have to try to feel positive that stories are still going to be told. Washington Post is doing a great job. The Athletic um, is managing to juggle the clicks with the with some really 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 strong journalism and allowing the writers to to do that. So you have to hope that it's going to be out there, even if it's going to look different than it did when Real Sports was in its prime, which by the way was like three months ago. Huh. <laughs> 
Andrew, before we let you go, I know you also have a story that's going to be airing this weekend, NFL Game Day on NFL Network. Tell us about right. that. Yeah, it's um, I always try to look at sort of what are some of the big trends this year. And anything having to do with quarterbacks is always front and center. But this is certainly the year of the backup and a year when maybe do we have to revisit what it means to be a franchise quarterback. Oh, by the way, they will be dealing with that in your hometown, right? But uh, so it's a story on, on what does a franchise quarterback look like. And it's a really thoughtful discussion with Aaron Rodgers. That's correct. We just talk ball. And when we just talk ball, he is terrific. Uh, Bruce Arians, from a coach's standpoint, and Steve Young, uh, who is always just, you know, just phenomenal in his analysis. So I just, it's a, it's, I think it's a really, really interesting conversation, sort of on the state of quarterbacking, but also what it means to be a franchise quarterback, looking at backup quarterbacks and, and the necessity of them. Are, are they more important than ever? Do teams have to prioritize more, more so than ever? So, uh, so that'll be running on game day. And then I'll come out of that and have a, uh, a continuing conversation with Kurt Warner and Steve Mariucci. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I always appreciate that the NFL Network gives me the time to tell some of these, uh, some of these bigger stories that uh, do reflect themes of the season. Andrea, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks, guys. I didn't know exactly what we were talking about, but it was certainly a wide-ranging, really, like I said, thoughtful conversation. I appreciate the uh, the uh, the really interesting questions, and um, and hopefully we can continue this conversation and others uh, in the future. And to you and all your listeners, enjoy the Super Bowl and stay healthy. We'll look forward to it. Andrea Kramer, thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 